Good Wednesday afternoon. Meteorologist Don Paul here on Don Paul's Bits O' Blather on weather, climate, and science, my podcast. I believe this is uh, episode 15 I'm doing today. And as always, if you're enjoying this podcast, for whatever reason, please share it. Word of mouth, word of keyboard, helping with the growth. I am seeing some growth. And as every greedy entrepreneur knows, there's no money involved. I'd like to see the growth speed up. Thank you for helping thus far. The biggest weather story this afternoon, before I get to local weather for my immediate area and some national weather elements, Hurricane Zeta now moving into the central Gulf of Mexico toward the southeast Louisiana shoreline, gaining some strength. It's likely to develop 100 mile per hour winds during the next hour or two. And then closer to the shoreline late this afternoon, just before landfall, it will be moving over waters that have been cooled by previous hurricane passages. As each hurricane passes over a body of water, it extracts some of the heat, releases it into the atmosphere. And this Zeta will be the extraordinary fifth landfalling Louisiana hurricane this season, this extremely active hurricane season, but five hurricanes that hit one state. I've been around a while, that's unprecedented. And this hurricane will arrive as a Category 1 hurricane passing very close to the city of New Orleans and Lake Pontchartrain because the intensity forecast was upped just a bit by the National Hurricane Center. The peak storm surge forecast has been upped as well. And so the storm surge starting to build already and by late this afternoon, potentially life-threatening, definitely property-threatening storm surges in a few spots, uh, some extreme conditions likely. Uh, Again, Category 1 hurricanes may sound to the uninitiated as not a big deal. Yes, they are. Uh, There's no minor landfalling hurricane. As I mentioned in my previous episode, it's mainly the difference in impact between significant damage from a storm like this one and catastrophic damage from a Category 4 or Category 5. This is several hours of prolonged hurricane force winds and gusts and the storm surge combined. The storm will curl to the northeast. It's moving very fast, which will carry its strong winds farther inland than with a slow moving landfall. So damaging winds will spread across Mississippi, Alabama, maybe even get into Tennessee and northern Georgia by late tonight. The storm will curl toward the middle Atlantic seaboard tomorrow and combine forces with a non-tropical storm system, the one which produced uh, heavy snow and blowing snow in Colorado and New Mexico and a destructive ice storm in parts of northern Texas and central Oklahoma. The two systems combined remain a pretty strong storm as they pull out into the Atlantic before and by uh, Friday morning producing a lot of wind and rain in Boston, New York City, and uh, some pretty strong winds on the coastline, and some elevated snow inland in upstate New York, and even a little here in western New York on the hills, mainly well southeast of Buffalo. That would be late tomorrow night into early Friday. You might see a few inches of slush in parts of Allegheny, maybe easternmost Cattaraugus, southern Wyoming counties, and Uh, McKean and Potter counties in Pennsylvania. A few wet snowflakes could mix in with the rain in Buffalo, so it might be a conversation piece, but there are no signs as of this recording of any accumulating snow except away from, except in the southeast corner of western New York, well away from Buffalo. 
A good deal of rain is going to fall closer to the state line. Well over an inch could fall by Friday morning liquid. And then three quarters of an inch in most of the rest of the southern tier. And up to a half an inch as far north as the densely populated Buffalo South Towns, maybe the city, and up to about a quarter of an inch closer to Lake Ontario. The coldest air mass of the season will be moving in Friday afternoon, and especially for Friday night. Uh, Friday's high temperatures, even after the moisture really pulls out, will only be about 35 degrees on the hills to 39 or so in Buffalo, and uh, not too much of a wind to go with that, fortunately, so there won't be much wind chill. There will be a little bit of a raw breeze late Thursday as the rain starts to become soaking, but on Friday, lighter wind. Friday night with partial clearing, a few southern tier valleys in western New York will make it to the upper teens by Saturday morning for the first time this year, and 20s just about everywhere else, including Buffalo. Even near the lakeshore, temperatures should be dropping into the 20s for Saturday morning. Saturday, a lot of sunshine is going to be needed and will be arriving to help out with the cold temperatures. High temperatures only in the low to mid 40s. And then on Sunday, game day, the New England Patriots come without you-know-who, and uh, they just got hammered this past weekend. So um, the conditions for both teams on Sunday, basically pretty, I, I better clean this up, pretty crummy. I almost said something. Not even on my podcast would I allow. Looks like gusty winds for the game with a period of several hours of rain or at least frequent showers. And uh, the winds will be strong enough to have a significant impact on passing and kicking. But that goes for both New England and Buffalo. Not a pleasant day if there were fans in the seats. And the players are going to once again have to be having that ball Wiped off with towels, a wet ball for at least a good portion of the game. Temperatures may be reaching 50, 51 late in the morning, but falling through the 40s in the afternoon. Then Sunday night, it gets cold enough again on a west-northwest flow for lake effect snow showers, mostly away from Buffalo on a west-northwest flow. Maybe even some uh, limited accumulation on the hills well to the south of the city. And temperatures really dropping off. Monday's highs back to the mid-30s with a wind chill this time around, so Monday may well feel colder than Friday, and some lake effect snow showers still in the air, but again with a northwest flow that does not favor much in the way of snow showers over the city of Buffalo. Some occasional snow showers will be a little more numerous to the northeast toward Lake Ontario, and most numerous over the hilly terrain to the south. Then on Tuesday, we're back to the 40s. And Wednesday, uh, temperatures starting to move above average into the mid-50s by Wednesday. Now, as far as Election Day nationally, um, and this is an important point, most of the experts are saying if you were planning on mailing in your vote, you have waited too long due to the overload in the U.S. Postal Service, no fault of the immediate postal workers. Most of the experts say you need to get your ballot to a collection box or come out and vote on election day. If you were to vote uh, from here on out, there is a chance your ballots could arrive late, particularly if you're listening in a state where the ballot must be postmarked by election day. Um, It's taking too much of a chance. You want your vote to count, uh, you've got to choose either voting in person or dropping your votes off, your ballots properly filled and enveloped 
at collection boxes as per local websites. You can check that out. But nationally, for those who turn out to vote on Tuesday, weather looks good in almost all of the country. Temperatures still chilly in the Northeast, but not so cold it is as to discourage voting. And really warming up over the Midwest and especially the Plains. Temperatures reaching into the 60s on the Plains. Very little precipitation on Tuesday. Could be some rain showers in Oregon, maybe eastern Washington and northwest California. But all the major population centers will have good weather. That includes the suburbs, of course. On Tuesday, good weather for daytime and evening voters on Tuesday the 3rd. So that wraps up this forecast blog. And uh, let's wish the people of Southeast Louisiana the best in this landfall, which will be occurring late today. Uh, as a Category 1, it is likely that despite all the other threats to Southeast Louisiana, the newly engineered levees following the post-Katrina period should be able to withstand the onslaught of the storm surge expected on Lake Pontchartrain and uh, in that entire vicinity. Uh, the threat is real at the shoreline. New Orleans, maybe some power outages, maybe some street flooding, but uh, New Orleans ought to come through this relatively okay. Okay, thanks for listening, and I shall talk to you in the uh, near immediate future.